Ready to light that fire by doing the things that make you come alive? Welcome to Health Raisers, a podcast for wise women. I'm your host, Dr. Nadine. I left a soul-crushing medical career full of bad news and evolved into a joyful health integration coach, helping hundreds of women find their healthy. You're more than your dress size. Stop putting up with toxic relationships, swallowing your true emotions, and sacrificing your mental health. Stop using your body as a battlefield. You're always giving. You deserve to put yourself first, not just for your sake, but for those you love. Wise women, let's make ourselves a priority right now. It's time to raise some health together. If you're ready to take the first step, visit npkhealthintegration.com and take the free questionnaire to assess where you are in your health journey right now. And if you're ready to take a bolder step into possibility with your health journey, email me at npk at npkhealthintegration.com to learn more about classes and coaching. Sam, I am so happy to have you here today. Sam is a competitive amateur golfer, a former collegiate ice hockey player, podcaster, and public health professional. But most of all, Sam, I just think you're a rock star. I think you're a person who walks the walk and talks the talk. And although you are not a wise woman with gray hair, to me, you are still someone who imparts and shares and and um, embodies a lot of, of wisdom and you care about your own health. You care about a community. You care about helping the community to be a healthy place. So those are the main reasons I wanted to have this chat in my virtual living room with you today. So welcome. Yeah, thanks so much, Nadine. I mean, I look up to you in so many ways and you've helped me out so much. That I'm, this is actually our first time speaking one on one. I think this is one on one. Um, so I'm really happy to do that with you today. Perfect. So I'm going to ask you the first question, uh, which is when I say healthy, a healthy woman, when I say that phrase to you, what comes to mind? I think for me, I have a version of healthy that means like being able to do what I want to do. And it really encompasses all of the dimensions of health that you've picked out. That doesn't necessarily mean physical only, but does include the physical, but also like having the right attitude in the morning, being able to get up and the stories that we tell ourselves every single day about our potential and the possibility of the day. That's what a healthy woman is to me. What's your relationship with health been like so far? Has it changed, evolved with time? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think growing up, healthy meant, as you mentioned, I was an athlete primarily, I would mm-hmm. say, for my first 24 years of my life. And healthy meant being able to perform physically the best way that I knew how. And I think that was pretty much it. And I did... 
at some point during college, I dealt with a lot of physical injuries that I needed to deal with. So with that, it kind of, it included thinking about how I take care of myself because part, a lot of the injuries were due to my own, um, overuse and mm. going really hard. Mm. So I had to come to terms with that. Um, but since then, especially right after I stopped playing sports, I had to figure out the mental and the spiritual side of health. And that was the first time in my life that I had free time. <laughs> and spending time with myself was really scary and nerve-wracking and kind of uh, threw me for, for a loop. So that was when I went into that. So tell me about the identity of an athlete. What did that mean to you in terms of how you were taking care of yourself or not taking care of yourself? Yeah, that's a really tough one. I think part of the identity of being an athlete, and I definitely feel like I took that to heart and put a lot of emphasis on me being an athlete. Like people would introduce me as Sam, the hockey player, Sam, the golfer. So that was very much mm. um, at play there. And part of it was putting some self-worth into mm-hmm. how well I did in a hockey game or what my end score was in a golf tournament. And, you know, now I feel like I have a much healthier perspective on <laughs> um, what that, that, I can't put so much of my own identity into those outcomes or maybe none of my identity into those outcomes. But part of what I realized too is that what some people might think of as healthy, like going out for a run, um, lifting weights, the majority of the time that was really healthy. But some of the time it was my own way of like punishing myself for a bad, like a bad game or Um, I don't know, just feeling like I wasn't doing enough all the time. So I've come to learn that some of that physical effort wasn't as healthy as it may appear. It sounds like the heaviness of perfectionism. Yeah, I definitely have the perfectionism trait that I've been Mm. trying to shed for a while now. Mm. It sounds like you've adopted a more tempered approach and you've learned from it. How do you think those notions, because nothing is necessarily bad or good in and of itself. It's kind of like you were saying, it depends on how you use and interpret language or mindset. So how do you think some of those ideas of wanting to do your best and being excellent at a thing and being um, determined and being consistent, how do you think those things have served you otherwise? The way I approach it now is that uh, a couple years ago, I I played a little bit of golf in college. I only played one year of golf in college. Uh, and then right after college, I stopped playing sports altogether. And I put it away and I, I said, I'm never playing those sports ever again. Uh, and then five years later, I got the itch to play golf again. And I said, I was just going to do it for fun. There's it's just going to be for fun. I'm not going to play competitively anymore. That lasted probably eight months to a year. And then I signed up for my first tournament. And I ended up playing the best golf I've ever played in my life. <laughs> uh, and it was really having fun and enjoying the process. And once I started having success, I 
decided to take it more seriously. And really, I saw golf as a tool through which I could learn how to be the best I could possibly be. And for me, that applies to golf and it's everything else I do in life too. The approach is more of getting better every single day and looking at progress, um, trying to take the outcome out of the work, like separating those two. And mm. you and I have read The War of Art. The War of Art mm-hmm. is something that has influenced me greatly uh, in, in my return to golf. And I just decided, even though I'm an amateur golfer, I decided to show up as a professional. So I'm just there every day. And I'm just doing the work and not putting so much stress around it. And I'm learning how to get better. And now here's an ad from our sponsor. In the mood for coffee, tea, yummy pastries, or cool swag? My friends at Infusco have got you covered. Infusco Coffee Roasters is a cozy neighborhood coffee joint in Sawyer and St. Joseph, Michigan. Infusco stands for a healthy community. They craft irresistible seasonal drinks, sourcing local artisans' products. The flavors shine from quality ingredients, and their beans are roasted on site. They do not hide behind tons of sugar. Every time I go, I'm greeted by my name with a smile. Bad service is just non-existent. It feels like stepping into a friend's living room. They keep it personal. Old school, eclectic coffee mugs on the wall, fun merch, including stickers designed by artists, t-shirts, and sweatshirts. It's the perfect place to get to know your neighbors and chat with tourists. You will always find people deep in conversation. Special events keep it fresh. Community. Health, the heart of Sawyer. That's in Fusco. I hope to meet you there. I want to ask you as an athlete. So my daughter and I were talking about this recently. She played lacrosse in high school, and then she's done some amateur stuff in, um, you know, clubbing, uh, club uh, lacrosse in college. And then she continues beyond college to just make sure she's active in teams, you know, in, in grad school too. So she said to me recently, I really believe everybody should play some kind of sport so that you can learn what it's like to be in community, in team, so that you can realize like, oh, wow, I'm not here by myself and it's not all about me. So uh, I'm curious about your perspective uh, with athletics and community and what that has meant to you and your well-being. Yeah, definitely. I think everybody should play a sport too for that aspect. And it's interesting because I played ice hockey, which is very much team sport and golf, which is an individual sport, mostly, not all. Uh, and there's a difference between the two, I think. And really, hockey teams is how I grew up. Like the people I met through hockey are my best friends. And uh, of course, I have communities around outside of hockey, but it was probably the main one that shaped me. And I haven't spoken to people um, that I played hockey with in college for years and they're all playing golf now. And I reached out to them 
recently. And it's just so easy to fit right back in with, with them. And I think there's something about being on a team and going after a very clear goal, like winning a game or winning a championship. And all of the emotions and experiences you have in one season, let's say, um, and how you develop. Because I feel like the intensity brings out so much emotion, so many emotions, so many things you have to deal with. And it's a safe container to most of the time, a safe <laughs> container <laughs> to go through all of those things together. And there are some te- hockey teams that I look back on where I just came out of my shell and became who I wanted to be. Mm. And I'm not sure I would have done that without, mm. without those friends or that team. Mm. So that takes me in a, another great direction, which I was curious about. What's an example of you taking care of the community and the community taking care of you as well? What, what does that circle look like? What's an example? I had a really great experience with my college ice hockey team. And coming in as a freshman, it was humor and having fun is really important to me. But I never, I don't know, there was just coming into that hockey team and knowing that I could play fun pranks on people and <laughs> be creative. Do we, we had some team songs that we created and dance moves and everything. And just going in and being able to express myself in that way was a way that the team took care of me. I also had a couple tough times in college where I really needed to rely on my teammates to help me out. So that's one as well. Um, and for me, contributing to the team, I ended up being team captain. And But it was more of like... I don't know. It was such a great space that supported me that I did, <laughs> I did whatever I could to contribute to the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have those lessons translated to other areas in your life, especially in more challenging situations, like say in difficult friendships or family situations, or maybe in a workplace? Were you able to lean on some of those? lessons that you learned about taking care of yourself and having the community take care of you in return, um, been able to serve you in challenging ways? That's a really interesting question. One I have not thought about. Uh, I think it goes both ways. I think there are situations that I've been in post-athletics that have taught me things that I wish I knew while I was on hockey teams. And one of those being... Like our desire to change people and how they are (laughs) and having some level of acceptance of and some empathy. Mm -hmm. I mean, empathy is something that I think about all the time now. And I, I think I'm naturally empathetic, but it's not something I actively practiced back then. And so I wish I had some of those skills back then. But for me, the thing that sports teams taught me definitely like how to pull the team together (laughs) is a, Mm. is a skill I lean on Mm. and work Mm. um, is like, Oh, everybody's frustrated. We're trying to figure this hard thing out. How do we just get some energy and 
and figure it out. Um, and I think the other thing is just bringing joy to a situation. I, for me, athletics was just always a very joyful situation. So wherever I can insert joy <laughs> in tough situations is, mm-hmm. is something I learned from. I love that. I love that. Okay. So I've heard, uh, a lot about things you've taken away that you want to continue, the uh, things that are part of your personality. It sounds very much like you insist on finding the humor and the joy and the good. You you naturally practice good finding, which is fantastic. And we, which is a reason why I will say this right now. For me, I think it's important to surround ourselves with people that have that thing that we don't have. I am not a natural joy finder. I'm not. I lean a little bit more towards Debbie Downer. So I like to have people around me that remind me, um, that doesn't have to be so dire. How about, you know, laughing? Where's the humor in this situation or finding that silver lining? So I appreciate that about you. What are some of the things that when you think about your health journey in the future that you might like to let go of, still kind of work on? And what, what might you you like to possibility would you like to step into? I think one thing I've learned in the last two years is the at least the physical fitness journey needs to include some greater purpose. Uh, after athletics, I didn't exercise. And then I went on this hike with friends and I was, it was so hard. I couldn't breathe. I was sick for like <laughs> a day afterwards, could barely move. And I was, I just thought to myself, I don't, I don't want to feel this way. I want fitness to allow me to do the things that I want to do. And with golf, that means like I'm still nursing so many injuries. So being able and I need fitness in order to be able to compete how I want to compete. I can't just practice every day and not pay attention to how strong I am uh, without my body breaking down. So those are some things that I've learned, but also I've watched, you know, older family members go through their and at the end of their life um, recently. And there being some real struggle at the end. And I hope to develop some awareness in everything that I'm doing, mindset, fitness, my body's ability, um, the relationships I cultivate. Some awareness in I don't know how that's how that's all gonna be uh, in in the mm-hmm. end prior mm-hmm. to the end mm-hmm. um, it, that might be a little weird but it is something mm-hmm. I think about often mm-hmm. having some awareness and developing some acceptance of the natural journey through life I completely agree with you I can and which is one of the reasons why I'm doing the podcast this in 2023, as we're having this type of conversation, is to be aware that your health is not stagnant. It's not black and white. It's not a given. Uh, We are in a body for however amount of time we're lucky to be in it, and it changes with time. And so how do we adapt? And how do we find... um, 
homeostasis with it. I like the the word acceptance. It's one of my adjectives that I really try to remind, or um, nouns rather, that I try to remind myself on a regular basis. Am I being, am I practicing acceptance in this situation? And I think when we're not battling with our bodies and our health and our environment, we can find ways to adapt and to modify with compassion. And it's not just about counting calories and getting X amount minutes of exercise. That's important, but to just focus on that and not think about, well, if I do take care of my body in this way, in a way that makes sense for me right now, what does that allow? What else does that allow in my life? What else does that allow me to do? What does it allow me to say no to? You know, all these other things is why I like having these types of conversations. Um, so as we are winding down, I would like to ask you if you have a question for the ladies in the virtual living room about what you think they could think about when thinking about their own health and well-being. I just got, <laughs> you just set my mind on fire. I just want to say a bunch of things. <laughs> I mean, one of the things that has been in my own health journey is, and I think it comes from a growth mindset, is are these little experiments that I've done to like test out things? How is this improving my eating? Am I feeling better after I try these things? Am I, how is this helping with my, with my general mood? Uh, that type of thing. So I'm curious. Like, how are people experimenting with their lives? How are they growing um, by doing, sprinkling in little experiments throughout their life? That's beautiful. Thank you, Sam. I loved talking to you. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. Thank you. Wise women, stop using your body as a battlefield. Move from last place to first place in your life. Let's raise health together. Take the first step and visit npkhealthintegration.com for a free health questionnaire. Ready for more? Email me at npk at npkhealthintegration.com to learn more about classes and coaching. And let's start a conversation. Thanks for listening and taking this time for yourself. See you next time.